Okay, so we're recording. Um, so one of the things that we touch on lightly in some of our videos is how truly healing the past is being able to participate in the moment that is actually happening right now. Um, but what does that mean? Like, how do you, how do you do that? And, and why is that different? We're, we're going to just have a conversation, Jenny and I, um, expanding on a conversation that started with a client of ours last night in regards to healing the wounded child. And, um, between therapy and spiritual modalities and the ways of healing, the dominant ways of healing in consciousness and in reality right now are around like going back and healing the past. And the problem with that is, is that you think you're doing, you're going backwards to provide a part of you what it didn't get in that moment so that you can come back to the present moment and start participating in your life the way that you would have if this wouldn't have happened. But it's unnecessary and it's just like, doesn't actually ever really get you anywhere because the truth is, is that when you, just make the move that you know is required of you in that moment in spite of the operating system that was gained through the experience of your past. That's actually how you dismantle what holds you hostage from some, from something that once was. Yeah. Yeah. And if you continuously go back to try to heal something or that part of you that didn't get what you needed or something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. When you are unconsciously filtering all of your present moments through that as like a guide of permission of like what you can handle and like what you deserve and what you can have and all of those different things you do in the human code, what you're actually doing is making that part of you the part that lacks what it needs the main vantage point and your um guidance system and everything that you could do and turn into gold and you could experience and that is right there in front of you you can't even see it because you're looking back at the part of you that isn't equipped enough to handle the things that are there ready for you right now in this moment right so for like an example of like, so how does that look in your life then? Um, you know, let's just say like, I have a really hard time speaking up for myself. Like that causes like a physical reaction in my body. Like I'm afraid, I'm afraid to speak up for myself because I'm afraid people won't like me. And I'm afraid that I'll say the wrong thing, or I'm afraid I'll look stupid. And the way that, you know, healing has worked out, it's like, will go back and like figure out why you feel that way, you know? And so you're always looking to like, what was the cause of that? Like, what is the cause of me needing to operate in this certain way or me not 
needing to use my voice or not wanting to use my voice. And so you're looking backwards into your experiences and making those experiences be the reasons and the meaning for why you don't want to take action in your life in the current moment or why you don't want to experience yourself a certain way in the current moment. And even when you can explain it. So let's say, oh, my dad was really harsh and he always shut me down. And so the way that they, that you know, therapies and, and healing modalities do is like, well, then go back to that part of yourself and nurture it and soothe it and, you know, prepare it to be able to say the thing that needs to be said or do the things that you need to be do, doing. But it really just is a way for you to avoid ever actually having to do the thing. Yeah. And so when you have the awareness that I take care of my old human code programming and all of the meaning that I've attached to these ex certain experience as to the why I am the way that I am. And I decide that I'm going to act now on behalf of who I want to be and how I want to experience myself in spite of those things. That part of you that appears to be wounded and that part of you that runs the show from a place of like, not wanting to take responsibility for your own quality of experience or your own life or your voice or your choices or your actions by acting in the present moment as who you are now is showing that part of yourself and equipping that part of yourself that you think has like an issue with, with the way things are going. It's like acting in the now moment rewires everything that was before and dismantles the associations between how you have viewed what happens before. And so there's no need. It's like you get to cut to going back and healing the past and going back and looking for the cause and all of the places that it's, you know, impacted your experience and all the things that it means and all the things, all the reasons and the whys is incremental growth. And what we want to do is collapse the amount of time that it takes for you to experience yourself the way that you want to. So you hold the knowing that when you act in the moment, all of that takes care of itself anyway. And that's part of how you actually move yourself forward in your life. The modalities at hand cater to the inner child both in I have permission, like it's all about like I have permission and everything's safe for me to experience and everything's safe for me to move forward and everything's safe and, and easy. It's all easy. And then it's all about like soothing and doing, you know, and what that does is that turns that wounded child who's your main level of operation into an entitled little whiny brat who never wants to do anything and expects everybody to um, create the quality of life experience that she thinks she deserves through all of her justification in her pain and, and experience beforehand. And what you actually need to do is participate in your life as a grown up woman now, and not as, as a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 14-year-old, that part of you that you believe is wounded. Yeah, you, you basically start rebelling against the whiny child inside of yourself. So all the okay. reasons why you can't do it. And if somebody would have provided something more for you, you could. 
all the reasons that you tell yourself that you're not capable. Yeah. And you start showing that whiny child just how capable you are. Right. Yeah, when there you, has to be like an over, also overtake of just, power. It rearranges the whole past history anyways. Exactly. Yeah. You end up showing yourself and that part of you who felt like they didn't get what they need, um, what you're actually made of, and they naturally transform into, or they naturally like integrate into your experience. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it collapses time in the way where there was no incremental healing growth. It's like you show up as a wounded child and you decide not to behave in that way and make a move in the direction of the unknown of what that opposite even is. It's like the um, creator of your own life basically right. not waiting for anybody else that you do it right now because you have the ability, not because you have to have like, as a child needs like a grown up to do it for them or they need somebody who is there to take care of them and tell them the information. Like you realize that you're actually the grown up, you're actually the creator and you exactly. don't have that other person <laughs> anymore, which then just showing up as that person and making a move towards that and jumping into the unknown of what that even is you collapse time in the way where it shows that part of yourself that was wounded, that was ill-equipped for the situation that actually, that actually isn't the truth. And each time those, you hear that in your head of like, no, don't go into this place. It's not safe. Like stay, stay where we are. This, this we don't know what's going to happen here. I need somebody to show me. I need to make sure it's like a guarantee. We could be in trouble here. You no longer let that, dictate your actions in your life and you're like wait actually that's a clue this is the this is the place that I actually go forward and I do the opposite of what you're saying telling me that's possible for myself right and at some point if you put this if you implement this work into your life you realize that you were never wounded in the first place right the wounding and the grief and the pain of the trauma and the drama and the experiences and the relationships and what people did and what they didn't do comes not from what happened. It comes from the meaning and the framework in which you experience what happened. And at some point you just have to decide like, actually it doesn't fucking matter what happened and all of the meaning that I made it mean like that I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't be who I wanted to be or that I lost something or that a part of me died or that it should have been a different way or that I could have had this if this wouldn't have happened or all of the ways that you negotiate your power out of yourself through the experiences that you've had is a lie. And even, I mean, even though things happen, they're out of our control. And even though everybody experiences pain and everybody experiences trauma and loss on some level, like 
you, there are moments where we are overpowered or powerless. But where your power still lies is what you do after those moments, what you decide about yourself and what they mean after. Like that's where you never, ever, ever lose your own power is in the choices you make on the other side of those moments. Was it the worst thing? Was it the best thing? Was, did it mean you were worthless? Does it, you know, did it mean you are unsafe? Does it mean you can't be like you are in charge of every single, every single last meaning that you make out of everything that's ever happened out of every look, out of every conversation, out of every experience, out of everything. And so you always have power and you always have choice. And some of those you may have decided unconsciously, some of them you may have adopted from other people, but in this moment, it's still now your responsibility to choose. Like actually that isn't true anymore. Actually, it doesn't have to mean that. Or actually, I don't have to keep doing that. That is where your power and radical responsibility for the quality of your own life experience is. Yeah, it's reminded me of um, recently when um, the our video got put on a page. So mm. it was a controversial video because it talked about rape. And, and, and in that video, it's a little clip and there's a longer version of it that talks about pretty much about what we're talking about now. And in the little clip, we're laughing because I am calling being raped like a rape scenario because at this moment in my life I'm very detached from the experience of that because like we are speaking about the wounded child when you when something has happened to you no matter what it is you are participating in your life in this wounded version of yourself that ultimately is under the energy of powerlessness that you don't have the ability, you're not capable, you don't have the power. If somebody had more, somebody had more power than you at some moment, it felt like, so it was like taken from you or whatever it, the situation is. There was a lot of, there's a lot of things it could be. But because you do not have to go back and heal the things that have happened to you in your life, because there's, there, if you did, I mean, it would be like, it could be like a million things that you would, have to go back to actually heal. Oh my God. I did that for like seven years. Like yeah. all I couldn't participate in anything that was actually happening. Cause I was too busy, like sorting through shit that happened 35 years ago. Right. Because they all kind of catapult on each other anyways. But, um, anyway, the, this, this video got posted on a like victim type rape victim page. And, the heading of the person who posted it said like, I'm at a loss for words. I'm speechless. Like these girls are implying that you can just act as if you weren't raped and then just get over it and live your life. Basically like the audacity of them to say that you could get over this and just live your life. How dare they? And, and and they're not even licensed. Is what and she they're said. not even licensed. <laughs> right. And then, of course, the way dynamics work, you know, somebody's then the friend of the girls had to be the savior of that and be like, okay, I can see my friend is, is feeling like 
triggered and traumatized in this reaction of these girls, I need to bring my power into the situation and help her with her powerlessness. And we're going to take down these, us, basically, these two girls, and tell them how terrible people they are. And the idea that you could actually get over something to the audacity of being raped and act as if it has never happened and actually live your life is such a foreign idea to somebody who is so attached to the powerlessness of the wounded child, the victimized, how do you say that word? Victimization. Thank you. Yeah. Of themselves. And I can understand that it would be shocking to under, to see that that could happen. But what's more shocking is the idea that somebody would consider even having that statement of being like the audacity of these people to be able to even imply that this could be a possibility. And then you, you know, went in complete truth and just very neutrally were able to speak on a truth of being like, if you could just see what you're saying, even if you're just, you're saying like they have the audacity to imply that you could get over this and live your life. Like your answers are right there. Like, yes, we, no, we are not, we don't have a certificate, but we've also, we've also been able to live as if we are not raped and live our life. Like, who else do you know who's doing that? That that to the point of that the detachment of the past is like as if it never even happened. Right. And it is possible. And I know it because we're living it and experiencing it every single day as if nothing has ever happened in our past. Right. And just to be clear, there was a time when this shit like woke me up at night, like where I would be blow drying my hair and my trauma would just like bombard me in my brain. I, I certainly experienced being owned by my trauma and owned by my past and owned by my pain. And actually, interestingly enough, when I began to like, I did all the healing things. I went, I looked into the past. And, you know, you would heal one thing, but you, the underlying resonance of that feeling never went away. So then you're looking further and you're looking further and you're looking deeper. And then maybe it's this and actually maybe it's that. And, you know, I dealt with this part, but here it is still again and again and again. And every time that you decide that you can't participate in your life now because of something that was before. It is really you victimizing yourself at that point. Because even if your father was an asshole, or even if you were raped when you were five and, you know, 19 and 26 and 30, you, those moments ended, right? We're still alive. Like they were painful and they were powerless and they were crazy and out of control, but they weren't, they, they, they only happened on, a, on, in 40 years of my lifetime. Those were like a handful of moments. And so to take five moments or 10 moments and 
the least of your experience and make it the most of you and meditate on it and ruminate on it and look to it to explain, you know, what you're capable of and explain, like use it to explain what's available to you and why you can and cannot be who you are now because of these like fragments of your life experience that you had no control over anyway is actually insane. And that then is your choice within yourself to victimize yourself repeatedly by basically re-raping yourself or remaking yourself powerless in this moment now based on something that is only real to you because you're the one that keeps it alive. And it can be something major and it can be something minor and it can be everything in between. I had a coach once tell me that my pain wasn't special. And it was the most, it, I mean, it disrupted me. So uh, like I, it was like, I got slapped in the face at that moment because I was so addicted to justifying why, I, why I couldn't, you know, and because these things happen and, you know, it was compounded by this and I'd really want to, but you know, I've got this challenges that I have to overcome and I have this framework that I have to live my life through, which is I'm powerless. And she was like, you know, honestly, like your pain isn't special. Everybody has pain. And it was like, and it was the kindest thing that anyone had ever done for me was to snap me out of just that automatic loop of constantly justifying and looking to this entitlement to my like own woundedness. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure, there was a time where I was completely owned by it too, to the point where being with my husband of however many years and him put his hand on my leg and me feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, oh, yeah. if anybody came close to me or touched me or any time that was felt like it was out of my control, I, I, the physical sensations that were going through my body next to the person that I had, that was fully capable of taking care of me, taking care of me and, and never trying to hurt me or anything like that. But the, the remnant of the woundedness of what had happened throughout however many years throughout the life was still living presently in my body, even if I wasn't in a place of danger, mm -hmm. it completely owned me all of the time. I mean, it would feel like I had a thousand pound weight on my leg and every single part of my body would just be like focused on the heaviness of his hand, just sitting there, not even trying to do anything and not being able to breathe and being like, this is not what in the world is happening here. Like, how can I feel this? How can I be so aware of his hand on my leg to the point where like, I can't even hear things that are going on. I can barely breathe. It feels hot. I feel like I'm suffocating to the point where I'm finally just like, okay, can you get your hand off me? Like, ugh, like I can't even have it sit there for five minutes without wanting to die. And so, yes, this is, this is a dramatic change from being just creeping up in the, in all of the ways to intimacy to directions in my life to decisions that I thought I was capable of and not capable of to how I talked with my parents, how I 
touches my husband, like every single thing. So because we're like cut to now, our life is completely different. It is important to point out that it's dramatically different than it was before. The amount yeah. of everything being a problem. There wasn't one spot in my life that didn't need attention. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And when that wounded part, your, your wounded child is actively running the show. I mean, your own sense of powerlessness, I mean, shows up in a, multi a multitude of ways. It shows up in finances. It shows up in relationships. It shows up in your body. It shows up in food. It shows up in sex. It shows up in parenting. It shows up in friendships. It shows up in the conversation with like the male, like, you know, like everybody in some ways is like, there's like this, like, who's out to get me next and who's out mm -hmm. to take something from me next and who's out, you know, it's just, it, it never ends, but the physical sensations that happen in that programming that are highly active in your biology and in your systems, like Jenny's talking about, like that feeling of like being trapped just by somebody that she loves touching her leg, you know, like the way you walk yourself out of that isn't to then go back and be like, where did this feeling come from? It's like to participate in a new experience. So you train your body out of that response system. You actively engage in the moment at hand and act against that feeling, override it enough, have enough awareness to override that moment so that you begin to rewire your physicality and your brain association between somebody touching you and this red alert system that's happening and it will never get addressed if you only keep going back to explain it and if you only keep going back to soothe it and if you only keep going back to um justify it and you know rearrange it you have to walk in the moment at hand all the way through the other side in your thoughts, in your emotions, in your physicality, in all the fronts, like you got, it's like a multifaceted situation. Um, that is really the only true way out. And you think you have to process like your emotions and your feelings and what happened and the story and all of those things. But if you're processing it under the framework of the wounded child, then you're just lost in it. Like it becomes like grief and it becomes like, you know, um, resentment and it becomes blame and it becomes, you don't actually see yourself through to the other side, you just get lost in the details of like ruminating and playing it out over and over. Um, it's very different to like process it as you're acting in the moment against the programming. That's a different way of experiencing um, the energy that needs to, to be moved through, which is different than just like rehashing and talking about it. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people who go to therapy and it's like, okay, like I've already said this story 50,000 times. Like I already know where this came from. Like, but what the fuck am I going to do about it now? Like there's a lot of people in life who have done all the things and who have tried all the things and who constantly feel like I'm back here again. 
Like, how could I have done all of this work and focused all of this attention and all of this energy? And here I am back here again, still talking about the time my mom said to me, and I thought it, you know, it's just like, it, it's like the nauseam for just like Groundhog's Day. There's a lot of people who are just like, I cut too. I, I just want the way out. Yeah, everybody actually does want the way out. Even if they are comfortable in the misery, the reason why they can't stop talking about it is because they're like, somebody save me. Somebody help me. Let me cross space. Somebody say something different one of these times, even though you don't even know that that's what you're looking for. Right. Otherwise, you yeah. just be like, okay, I'm. it is what it is, and I'm good about it. But you just, it's just continuously right there front and center all the way down to the food you put in your mouth to how you interact with yourself and people around you and like you said finances and Mm -hmm. relationships and yeah every single thing all the things and the last thing I guess I want to say about it in general of like I'm just like in the weirdest light here that's okay um is having to come to, at some point, you have to come to terms with, (laughs) there is actually no going back. Like there's no should have, there's no could have, there's no would have, there's no like way to um, change the experience that was in that moment. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, if my dad would have been X, Y, and Z, then I could have been A, B, and C. Like, it, that, there, no matter how many times you replay it in your mind, no matter how many times you wish it could have been different, or you, like, long for an experience that was or wasn't, there has to be this radical acceptance of, like, it literally just was what it was, and there is no going back to change it in any way shape or form the only place i can work with this is to uncouple and and um unravel all of the meaning and context that i have given it to the point where it becomes meaningless which is why we can laugh and joke about a rape scenario, like when Jenny was talking about being raped in, you know, in high school and, and refers to it as a rape scenario. It's because she has taken all the meaning. It means nothing about her. It means nothing about her potential. It means nothing about her world. It means nothing about her safety. It means nothing about her security. It means nothing about her well-being. It is something that happened there was no control over it. The moment is over and she has done the work that actually impacts the quality of your life moving forward instead of just like keeps you in a cycle of Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that has to be like, there is no going back and making it different, like radical acceptance of just what was and how everything, every moment of your life has played out. 
Yeah. And if you're looking for proof, it's like, okay, well, I've experienced this long enough. So if I want something different, the, the proof isn't that I have to do something different than what I'm doing here. Right. And you can only do that in what's actually happening now. Right. I mean, I remember being like, I'm just no longer going to be the girl who uses everyone and everything that's ever happened as the reason why I can't be who I am now. Because no matter who there is to blame, whether it's like the boy who rapes me's fault or my dad's fault or the government's fault or my grandma's fault or my husband's fault or my children's fault. Like at the end of the day, I am the one who has handed over my potential and the quality of my own life experience to them. I have made them more responsible for my well-being than I have. And so it's still, still on me. And, you know, that's, that's what people don't want to have to do is be responsible for their own quality of their life. But when you actually are willing to take that kind of responsibility for yourself, it's really the only thing that there is. It's the only way you can actually end the cycle of victimization between you and you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of the things can feel hard or they can feel like, oh my gosh, I want to die or this is a place I've never been and I'm scared what's on the other side of this. But honestly, out of all of the things, it is the easiest thing to do. To just move freaking forward and just deal with what's at hand right in front of you in the perfect timing of now. Because you only have to do it once. And then you're just like in this whole new place. And then you do it again just once. And you're in this whole new place. It's so much harder just to continuously be just like depleted from all of the things that you have to carry around and handle and manage and all the years and all the meanings and all the whatever. It's like the unknown of what we're doing is scary because people are like, I don't know if I can handle what I'm, what's going to be asked of me, or I don't know if I can do it, or I don't know what it is, or I don't know what's on the other side. But, but the one thing you do know is like, there's gotta be something freaking more than this. Right. And when you actually get to experience that the truth is that, is there actually is something more than this, then it becomes like thrilling and fascinating and like fun and easy. It's way easier to live your life than not participate in your life. Yeah. Check out of your life is hard. Totally. Yeah, totally is. (laughs) You know, and then you actually also have like, when you free up the energy that you have to use to constantly be looking in all the places and rehashing all the stories and looking for all the villains and all the places that you're powerless and all the reasons why. And I mean, when you use that energy (laughs) 
that is available to you to actually create something that you want to participate in, it's freaking mind blowing what you can do. And it comes from a different source. It's not from the same, like, I'm going to prove myself. And I are, you know, I, I'm from the wounded child, but I'm trying to somehow manhandle myself into being something else. It's from a centered place inside of yourself that knows you are so much more than this, like, fragile, childlike, incapable way of handling your experience. It's from the part of you that knows I actually survived all of those things and I actually am capable of way much more than I give myself credit for. And I actually have a way to participate in this life experience. And I actually came here to do some things. And so I'm going to actually do those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a, there's moments that it's scary and there's moments that it's terrifying and there's moments that it's, it's not easy, but on the other side of it is that true ease and that true flow and that true, like new relationship to the quality of your life experience that everyone's looking for by like avoiding and soothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause it's like, even to the example of what we were talking about, like being raped and having my husband put his hand on my leg and feeling complete anxiety around that, that, that could be enough reason of being like, I don't get to experience true intimacy because I was a victim to it in a way. And mm -hmm. then being like, well, the reason why that feels terrible is because I actually want to experience that. I want to experience it. That's why it feels like it's tearing something apart inside of me and why it's so traumatizing. And then it's like, oh, well, then... I'm going to make moves forward to experience that not to just continuously show myself how I don't deserve to have that in my life. Right. And that's in, I mean, that's one example, but it's in all of the things it's in the abundance of everything. Like when you are massively provided for it, true intimacy, it's financial well-being, it's laughter, it's, the work you do in the world it's being able to speak with your children in a way that feels like you're being provided with what you want to how you want to participate and it's overflowing onto them like it's a million things it's the food you put in your mouth I mean it's it's all of the things you can you can you can talk about it in like actual um circumstances and details but the mm -hmm. thing is that there's an overall energy that's programming all of those experiences and they're playing out in a million different ways so in powerlessness and victimhood and wounded child it's like I'm playing that out in finances and the food I put in my mouth and the way I speak with my children and mm -hmm. all of the and the intimacy with my husband but when that doesn't program it any longer 
the millions of ways that your life changes that you had no idea that they were connected to. Mm-hmm. It is freaking mind-blowing. Yeah. And then you, suddenly your husband puts his hand on your leg and you don't even think about it. It's not even a thought. Or you're buying groceries for your family and it's not even a thought. Or you're putting a cookie in your mouth and it's not even a thought. Yeah. I mean, you are really your own way out. Yeah. And the work that we do is actually very simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. And, and who was it? Was that yesterday? Someone we were working with said, can it really be that this easy? Okay. This, it's just this easy. <laughs> like, I know. It, you think it's going to be so complicated, but it's really not. Right. You just have to have the courage to do it. Yeah. And to see what's on the other side of what is familiar to you. Which is what you actually want. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> it always is. It always is. It always is. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. I I agree.